Hello, welcome back to Phil's SMSF podcast. I'm your host. My name's Phil. Now, today, uh, today's episode, uh, we'll uh, show you and discuss with you on how to prepare documents and present documents to your accountant uh, in order to prepare the uh, set of annual financial accounts, which includes an audit report. Now, you can do the, you can prepare the annual set of accounts on your own by yourself uh, if you do, provided that you do have some proper software software that enables you to uh, get the market valuations of your investments and uh, to uh, enable you to uh, prepare bank statement transactions and reconcile your bank accounts and your loan accounts. Uh, If that's the way you want to go about it, uh, that's fine. You can do that on your own. However, uh, the types of documents that you require uh, and the types of source evidence that you require uh, in your SMSF, uh, the very first document is the SMSF trust deed. Now, that's very important for you to have uh, and for you to keep on you all the time as part of your permanent records uh, because a trust deed, uh, uh, it describes the super fund uh, and it shows who the beneficial owners are, who the beneficiaries or the members uh, of the fund are. And it also uh, it also points out the provisions of your trustee and what it allows you to do in your SMSF. Uh, and also, if you have set up a trustee company, you'll need to keep those uh, records of the trustee company, all of the ASIC records. So, for example, the certificate of registration and the minutes of meetings and the share certificates and so on uh, of your trustee company. Uh, because that will uh, have the names of the director or directors of the trustee company. And uh, that needs to be established uh, also in preparing your uh, set of accounts. Uh, if you have a uh, property uh, investment with a loan, uh, you will need to also have a copy of the custodian trust or the bear trust deed. And that needs to be stamped or at least it requires a certificate of stamping or a certificate of duty uh, that's provided uh, by agents of the State Revenue Office. Uh, now, they, that certificate of duty just tells you that the $200 duty has been paid and uh, that the trust uh, deed, uh, the custodian trust deed is valid for that purpose. Uh, now, the other thing why we need a custodian trustee uh, is because of the loan that's uh, on your property, especially if it's a related party loan. Uh, we need to see the limited recourse borrowing arrangement that the SMSF has with its related party, the term of the loan, the amount of the loan and the uh, lender's name and details and so on and the property details also. Uh, and uh, the company trustee of that bear trust uh, is also required as uh, a permanent file. So uh, please do not lose these documents. They are very, very important. Uh, They are perhaps the most important documents in the SMSF. Now, the other set of documents are required in the SMSF in order to, first of all, uh, start preparing the financial uh, statements or the accounts by uh, by means of preparing the bank statement transactions, you will need the actual bank statements. Uh, so you may have one bank statement or multiple bank statements. You will need all of these bank statements 
uh, and you'll need to be able to remember the transactions that you've made in your SMSF uh, from July last year, for example, to June this year. Uh, now, what we recommend, what I recommend and advice is that you keep a short summary uh, of of um, well, a short summary as and when you have made a transaction in your SMSF. So let's say, for example, you've uh, uh, received a contribution from your employer uh, in your super fund and it's been deposited into your bank account. You'll just need to make a short uh, note uh, somewhere on your PC, on paper, uh, that, that particular date, the amount of the deposit, and just state that it was a contribution from your employer for the previous quarter. Uh, if you've made a tax office payment, uh, obviously the bank statement transaction will just say tax office payments. You will just need to state this payment is, say, for example, the last quarter uh, of the uh, income tax instalment, uh, for example. Or if your super funds registered for GST, you, you, you may like to uh, divide that, um, uh, that amount and say this component is a GST uh, component and this component is the uh, income tax instalment. So that's basically how you can uh, set, uh, you can prepare uh, a short uh, notes uh, on transactions as and when you make them so that it'll be a lot easier for you and for your accountant when you send it to them uh, so they know uh, what to do and what to allocate. So bank statements along with uh, transaction explanations are very important and it's also vital that you reconcile your uh, bank account. So whatever amount is in the uh, balance sheet uh, at the end of the financial year must correspond and match with your bank account. Unless obviously you've drawn a check on like the 29th or 30th of June and it's cleared uh, sometime in July. You will need to do a manual reconciliation and say this check was drawn on this date for this expense. Uh, yes, you can claim an expense. Uh, however, uh, you need to manually reconcile your account and say the bank account is short of balance uh, of that amount because of the check that has not yet cleared. And that's fine. Uh, it's a manual reconciliation. Now, if you have uh, investments in shares or managed funds, and you have a broker, your broker will send you a statement each year uh, shortly after the end of the financial year. And that statement will uh, provide for you uh, details of your investments. Uh, so it will have your shares at market value and uh, the balance of your cash account at 30th of June. It'll also uh, the show uh, any unrealized gains or losses uh, that um, have resulted during the year and any realized gains or losses as a result of your share trading. Uh, and it'll also uh, show what income you received and any, uh, uh, any ongoing expenses that have been incurred. Likewise, if you have a share trading account with uh, one of the banks, for example, uh, you can automatically download the report by logging in uh, to your online banking and to your share trading online. And you can generate these reports and uh, have them with you or you, you send them to your accountant. Uh, they'll look at the report because the report will state, uh, you know, how much income you received uh, from these shares, how much perhaps interest you receive from your cash account, what your cash account balance is, 
and what the shares of value are at market value at 30th of June. So market value of shares is very, very important to take into account because you do need to account for that each and every year as at 30th of June. Now, if you have online software, uh, the, the, I mean, for example, BGL Simple Fund, uh, it's a very, very good uh, software package. Uh, it automatically picks up market values of Australian shares and overseas shares. Uh, and when you haven't yet sold uh, your shares, uh, it will have the market value and the chain um, and the movements as well. Uh, and when you sell your shares, uh, it'll uh, provide the most tax effective method uh, of uh, working out the capital gains. So uh, these are things that you need to really bear in mind when you do have investments uh, in shares and, and managed funds. Uh, now, if you have investment in property, whether it's uh, residential property or commercial property, uh, which means uh, even car park space or uh, storage units, uh, you will typically have a statement from your agent uh, every year, uh, shortly after the end of the financial year, uh, showing the gross rental income and all the expenses that the agent has paid on your behalf, uh, that you will need to reconcile your rent income and your expenses all back to the agent statement. So obviously your SMSF may have have been paying outgoings on the property uh, or your investment uh, without uh, the agent paying for these things. So they're extra expenses uh, that your SMSF has paid, but you still need to be able to uh, uh, produce source documents and evidence uh, that these expenses have been paid. Now, uh, if you have a tax depreciation report, uh, you also need to have that with you or uh, if you're engaging an accountant to do your uh, to prepare your annual uh, report uh, that the tax depreciation report will clearly uh, show the uh, the address of the property and the report will also outline each and every year what depreciation can be claimed and what capital works deductions can be claimed that's a very important uh, uh, document that you need to have if you have engaged a quantity surveyor uh, to uh, provide you with that uh, that needs to be kept uh, forever uh, that needs to be kept in for indefinite period uh, now the other thing uh, that needs to be uh, kept and maintained properly are any rollover statements from other superannuation funds so if your superannuation fund, uh, if you've rolled over your benefits from another superannuation fund throughout the year, uh, the superannuation fund will provide you with a benefit statement and with a rollover uh, with the details of what amounts have been rolled over into your super fund uh, and the taxable components and the tax-free components. So these need to be kept and uh, kept very handy and also provided to your accountant uh, in order to reconcile uh, those uh, uh, reports. Uh, any pensions, uh, if you've made any pension payments to your to a member or members in your SMSF, uh, you need to clearly state uh, on the bank statement transaction. So let's say sometime in October, uh, you the on the bank account uh, statement it says uh, withdrawal or transfer to NetBank uh, ten thousand dollars. Now you know. 
but that $10,000 was a pension payment. So you can just write a short explanation, pension payment for member A or pension payment members A and B uh, and so on. Uh, because we need to reconcile back to the minimum pensions uh, that you need to withdraw uh, from your super. Uh, because if you do not withdraw minimum pensions from your super, you know, then your super fund is going to be in a little bit of trouble. Uh, it will basically lose its uh, pension status and go back into accumulation mode, which means it'll be uh, taxed all at 15%. Uh, so that's the only thing that you're going to lose. You'll lose a pension status of your fund, which can be quite costly uh, tax-wise. Okay. Now, uh, again, if you have an investment in property and you have a loan on your uh, property, uh, you will be given loan statements. Now, the loan statement, whether it's a related party uh, who's uh, providing you the loan or whether it's an external lender, uh, you need to be able to access uh, loan statements and you need to be able to reconcile the total interest paid uh, during the financial year uh, and you need to also reconcile back uh, your uh, the balance on the loan account in the balance sheet back to the loan statement itself. So everything needs to be absolutely 100% reconciled, maybe with the exception of a check withdrawn at the end of June and has not yet been cleared, uh, but everything else needs to be properly reconciled. Again, if you have a uh, property, whether it's uh, residential or commercial property, uh, you need a market valuation on it. Uh, now that can be every couple of years, uh, you will just engage a real estate agent or a registered valuer to provide you with a report on uh, a uh, on the valuation of the property. Now they will usually provide you a report and value the property uh, from a low range to a high range. Now it's entirely up to the accountant uh, what they want to value the property as, but usually they'll take a middle uh, range, they'll take an average between the high and the low range. And then they'll put that as a market value of the uh, uh, of the investment property. So you can see how absolutely vital it is to reconcile all of your investments, all of your accounts, all of your income, your expenses. Uh, it's absolutely vital that it's all in proper order and reconciled. Now, please bear in mind, uh, if you do not have sufficient records, if you do not have sufficient documents, uh, the accountant uh, that prepares the reports for you may get in touch with the SMSF auditor and will outline the uh, their uh, various concerns uh, that there's not sufficient records uh, available. Uh, can, but in this case, uh, in this instance, it's up to you as a trustee of the super fund to provide records and uh, evidence and documents when required because your auditor at the end of the day will provide an audit report and will prepare an audit report on the basis that they have cited the uh, information and the documents and on the basis that their financial statements present fairly uh, in accordance with the accounting policies as noted uh, in the and the notes in the, to the financial uh, uh, statements uh, now the the audit report consists of two parts one is part a which is a financial report uh, so the financial report part is based on figures that have been presented in the uh, financial statements 
Part B is a compliance report or the compliance section. And uh, what you need of the audit report is that for the auditor's opinion, uh, each trustee of the superannuation fund has complied in all material respects with the applicable provisions of the CIS Act and the superannuation regulations uh, for the year ended 30th of June. Um, and uh, that's on the basis that you have complied with all the proper documents and you have complied by not uh, transferring any money uh, out of the super fund for your own personal purposes without uh, without any uh, approval or compassionate grounds uh, set out by the ATO. Now, if you have uh, by mistake, uh, let's say, made a payment to your uh, ATO business account out of your super fund, uh, you can notify the accountant and the SMSF auditor that you've uh, done this. You know, you've paid, let's say, let's say you've paid $10,000 out of your SMSF account uh, towards the uh, ATO debt of your own business. Now, generally speaking, that is not okay. Uh, that gives rise to the in-house assets uh, rule, uh, and that will be constituted as an in-house asset. Uh, now, Provided that this is below 5% of your fund's total assets, that is okay. But the auditor will still need to report it in the uh, audit report and will need to state the amount of the money that's been transferred, uh, but will uh, be able, will say that this represents less than 5% of the fund's total assets. Now, it's up to the auditor to use their professional judgment uh, whether they will report that in a uh, auditor's contravention report. However, if these transactions and the nature are very serious and it's repeated and repeated over and over again, then the auditor will lodge a auditor's contravention report and say that, look, um, the trustee has uh, uh, transferred money from the super fund for their personal purpose um, and, you know, uh, you know that it's not the right thing to do. But if you continue to do so, uh, it's at your own risk and peril uh, because then well, what may happen is the uh, you'll get what we call a qualified opinion of the compliance section of the audit report, which is not a good opinion at all. And uh, the auditor will state what issues there are and perhaps uh, will state that in the contravention report and perhaps the tax office may investigate and depending on the seriousness of the uh, circumstance, you may lose your status as a trustee of an SMSF. You may not be able to be a trustee any longer. So that's a serious issues uh, of what we're dealing with if you are going to, um, you know, try and be naughty or get around things uh, where you're not supposed to. So please bear in mind, uh, you need to be uh, complying and uh, your SMSF needs to be uh, uh, com in, uh, needs to be compliant in order to continue uh, maintaining its uh, tax concessions because once the ATO issues an SMSF with a notice of non-compliance, uh, your SMSF will then be taxed at 45%. And you don't want that to happen, especially if you have significant assets and uh, profits, 
Uh, your super fund will be taxed at 45% and that's a lot of money. So please be wary of doing anything that's against the superannuation laws. Uh, they're known to come quite hard uh, on to trustees of uh, self-managed super funds. Uh, now, on, on a final note, uh, how long do source documents need to be kept for? Well, according to the laws and regulations, it's 10 years. However, if your SMSF is not 10 years old, uh, still from the date that your SMSF was established up to now, uh, proper records need to be kept. Now, whether you keep them on uh, paper or electronic, uh, there's no recommendation as to what you, how you need to keep your records. But at the end of the day, you need to keep your records uh, properly. Uh, and uh, records such as trust deeds, uh, may perhaps need to be kept for indefinite periods uh, because a trustee is the uh, that document that establishes the existence of the SMSF. So that will need to be filed as a permanent paper. Uh, now, in the next episode, uh, we'll show you how to uh, complete the SMSF annual return and what to look out for when uh, putting some of these relevant figures in there. So stay tuned for the next episode.